Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice podcast. It is so great to be with you today. I'm Dr. Fujian Zain, a psychotherapist, author, and the originator of the awareness integration theory. Our conversation is about what matters most in our life, our mind, our thoughts, our feelings, actions, relationships, our fulfillment in this beautiful journey of life. So a couple of announcements for all the psychotherapists, mental health practitioners, and life coaches. The Essential of Awareness Integration Theory course is coming up June 24th to 26th. And um, I'd love to have you there. The space is very limited. So contact me as soon as you can. Go to awarenessintegration.com or fujanzain at gmail. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to be in the course, uh, to think about, how to teach you how to do the theory, the intervention, and how to, you can use that um, in your practice. Today, I'm excited to chat with Craig Archibald. He is a writer, is a director, producer, actor, and a coach whose professional career began at 15 and includes award-winning film and television productions. The founder of the Archibald Studio. He's worked with countless actors, including Eric Roberts, Dan Futterman, John Slattery, Catherine Erb, and Constance Wu, a passionate mentor his powerful strategies for success across into every field that you could talk about. And actually today we did talk about almost all industries. So um, he's a great coach and a mentor. And he's the author of The Actor's Mindset, Acting as a Craft, Discipline and Business. And for all of you non-actors who are out there, this was a pretty good show. And I learned a lot from him, from Craig. So um, hang in there. We're going to be with them in a minute. So subscribe to this podcast, my YouTube channel, connect with me through my website, fujanzain.com or any of the social medias. I love to hear from you about your ideas, about your thought process, what you like to hear and all of it. So contact me as soon as you can. All right. And here it is talking to Craig. Well, welcome back, everyone. And uh, here it is, Craig Archibald. Nice to have you. Well, thank you, Fujian. Thank you for having me. I um, went through your book and um, I love it. The actor's mindset, acting as a craft discipline. Um, and and it's, it, well, and business, but it's, important for uh, people who are with us to know how much the the concept of acting not only as a professional uh, is there but don't we all act all day of uh, anywhere we are in all of our relationships so I think that when going through your book it's like oh my god this is so helpful although you look at it from a Hollywood perspective but don't we do that all day 
Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, I think there is a performative quality to life. And a lot of people are reacting to the book because they say this isn't just a book about acting, it's a book about life. And I appreciate you saying that because it's the truth. You know, we as human beings go through and we also have different performances, different characters that we play with different people. And uh, that sort of fits into the overall idea of the book as well. And, you know, the overall idea of the book is that the human being, the human aspect, whether you're an actor or whether you're just a regular person or whatever your work is, the idea here is that we need to look at our lives through the lens of how do we be the best we can be. And being the best we can be brings the happiest journey. When we're leaning into our, our best selves is usually when we have the best life. And that's the sort of goal of the book and the goal that I think would uh, really um, interact with your audience. Um, I minored in acting and part of it was I always say to actors, which I see a lot as a, as a client, is that actors get to see, um, get to live all of these other lives and all of these different perspectives. We get to hear it as therapists. Um, I have the privilege of hearing all the different perspectives and lives and all of it and actors get to live it in a particular time in life. To me, it's an expansion. Like when you allow yourself to just be the villain or be the lover, be the child, be the parent, be all of these roles that you know some of us play and some of us see it out there, um, you get to live that for a period of time, right? At the time right. you're practicing and you're doing the film and you're moving or you're in a theater and all of it. And there's, there's a level of growth into that when you allow yourself to access the parts of you that can see and feel and think like another human being would. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's fantastic. And I agree with you completely. And I've, I've often said that our art form is therapeutic because we get to get all of those different feelings and those different energies out of ourselves. And very often we're able to exorcise the um, difficulties we've had in our life and we're able to access some of the things that have gone wrong and the great things in our lives as well. And we kind of celebrate life. I mean, that's what we do as actors. We celebrate all the sides of life. And the great thing is, is that we get to do it and, and make money at it. Uh, so that's a, a lovely quality to it. Um, the thing I find the, the most important in that, though, is the fact that to be a really good actor, you have to be in the moment. So you have to do your homework, you have to be a you have to dig in deep to yourself and find your connection to the character and find the way that you are going to play this from your heart, from your life experience or from your imagination. But then at the end of the day, you have to be in the moment. And so many of the world religions talk about how that is really the best way to live life is to really be present. And that is a real gift from our art form that we get in our lives. Uh, today, day to day, and which I think would also be very helpful for people that are in your audience, you know, the, the ability to focus and really be present when you're speaking with someone, really be in their eyes, really be listening. So many people don't really listen to everybody. And so that's part of the quality that I really think is uh, valuable as well. 
Um, you brought the uh, the points of um, two sets. One is as we well, obviously you had it in the set of um, the acting. So you said when you receive the scene, and mm -hmm. I want to extend it, uh, which is when you receive an experience out there, whether you're in the work or whether you're in your intimate relationship, when you're in a as a parent, whatever happens, there is a stimuli. There's something that happens outside and how you receive it. And then you receive it with your head and you question it and you uh, talk about it and you make decisions. And then you say that then you go into your body and then you, be, it may, you allow your emotions to also talk to you. You allow your emotions in your gut to share with you what, who you are about the information, not only the information that shows up from the outside. Um, not the scene that the actor is going to play, but also who you are in it. And then making yourself vulnerable and allow your emotion um, to add to the thought process. And I think that is so valuable, not only that, you know, obviously as an actor, you, you teach that, but all, in any realm of life, how Absolutely. much of that is important for us to bring these two assets which is our wisdom and our logic into it but also the logic of our body and the emotion and how the two of them can can create this type of wholeness for us in anywhere that we are i love that for that that's absolutely right you know it's the processing right we process information and sometimes we're taught that our processing is not a good thing and that we have to process through the way the world says we're supposed to process as opposed to really listening to your truth right and this is for for actors you know the actors that we love when we watch the movies or tv shows when you're watching a performance of an actor that you love you you're generally listening to that actor's truth and their truth is singing strongly even if they're playing a character that's very different from who they are as a person They've done the homework in their acting process to find that truth in themselves and they speak their truth and they speak it through the character. Now in life, many people cut themselves off from their truth. They try to respond the way they think they're supposed to. And I think one of the things that we can learn is that your truth is valuable. Your truth is your truth. And whatever your truth is, that is fine. Allow yourself to feel it and allow yourself to process in that truth. Now, that doesn't mean that you can necessarily react or treat people a certain way, but understanding that your truth is fine and allowable and it, actually you should embrace your truth. How you express your truth is the important value, right? We don't want people expressing their truths in, in a violent or in a nasty way. We want truths that are expressed in a kind and gentle and you know considerate way. But again, you're right on with that, Fujian. It's 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 a very interesting process with logic and wisdom, right? The wisdom and logic of our reasoning as we process, making that all make sense, and then expressing ourselves from our truth, but in a gentle and kind and considerate way. I took a course in London that said the actors course for non-actors. Hey, fun. One of the most important thing I learned, and then, you know, I bring it into my work and I really teach my clients and um, I wanted to share that with you because that's what you teach. Um, so you could, you know, share with us from that angle, which was life happens in between out here 
life doesn't happen in my brain. It happens out here. Yes. Like, you know, I watch improv and it's like how much life happens at that moment out here in between. Right. And what you said, like how to be present, so present that it all happens, you know, in the interaction between, like right now, it's an interaction, you know, I, I got your book, I read your book, you wrote your book, but there's something happening right now in the back and forthness, which is life, which is the juice, which is what's going on. And then I put that in any type of relationship, which our audience are looking at, right? You go into sales, you go into business, you go into anything that you are, right? You go into your intimate relationship, you go into your relationship with your children, with society. You know who you are, you know who care, you, your character, right? Like, you know who you are. Sure. But regardless of who you are, something happens right out here in, the, in between that gives it that type of um, juice. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, that is, you know, being in the moment is being able to let go of the sort of mindset of, I have to control everything. I have to know what, I have to be right. I have to be a good person. I have to do this the right way. All of those things that we learn as children to fit into society. And if you can embrace yourself and know yourself, and, 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 and I find that meditation is very helpful with this, by the way, but it is one of the qualities that really can help you be very present in life. And that presentness is so important. You know, I, I wrote a little article that's actually in the book about, I called it the inside. And, you know, everybody feels, well, in general, not everybody, but generally people feel like they're somehow on the outside of life. They're not in the middle. They're not having fun. And actors, if I can turn this into an acting moment, but I think most people will feel it. But actors in, in particular feel like there must be some group somewhere having a fabulous time because they're at some wonderful Malibu party where, you know, the sun is setting and it's beautiful and everybody has endless contracts and endless money and endless celebrity and fame and isn't life wonderful and there's no problems. And I think everybody does that in our normal lives. We, we imagine that there's a place, there's, you know, that the billionaires must be so happy. But you and I both know that that is not true because we've both experienced many uh, very wealthy people in our lives who have been miserable, right? And so we as people tend to put this idea out there that there's some place, that there's an inside someplace. But the truth is, is that that's just not true. And um, I actually heard from a few people in the industry that Steven Spielberg says that he doesn't feel like he's on the inside. Tom Hanks doesn't feel like he's on the inside. Al Pacino doesn't feel like he's on the inside. So if those guys who are what one would consider a Hollywood insider don't feel like they're on the inside, then I think that there isn't an inside. I don't think there's a place that's special outside somewhere. I think the inside is right here, right now. This moment between you and me, listening, communicating, and it's, it is cerebral in the processing, but it's really about the heart, right? It's listening and giving from the heart. And that's alive wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in the status level, whatever your income, whatever your job, you can have the fun of being the inside in your life right now. This precious moment is it. Yes. You talk about discipline, obviously, is in part of your book. And uh, one of the things that I, I also think it's a myth is that people look at someone, an actor, uh, an artist, 
suddenly become um, famous. And they're like, see, like that was easy. Didn't have anything to do. So they just got there. See, no, you just hurt now because they've done 20 years of disciplined work before you heard their name in that way. So share with us the discipline that an actor has to go through, a director has to get someone in the acting industry, and then how we could cross it to any other industry, which discipline is so important. Well, it's, it's, it's the key, isn't it? I mean, it's the key to everything. I think that, you know, as far as acting goes, you know, there's, it's, I, I tell my clients that being a professional actor, a successful actor in Hollywood is like being an Olympic athlete. You have to have that mindset that you have to get up every morning. You have to have a morning and evening routine. And that's really key for, for everyone in life. If you create a morning and evening routine for yourself, you're already halfway there because you're creating a discipline. And if you do things in, in your morning routine, let's say you do a, a yoga workout or a meditation or do something creative, you're going to be setting yourself up for success. And that's the whole idea is that if you can think of ways that you're going to be successful, and this goes across the board for anyone alive, if you're waking up and, and leaning into a program that you've already set up for yourself, and you know, maybe you do a breathing exercise, maybe you do a yoga, maybe you do you sing a song in the shower, whatever it may be. And I know we all have hectic lives, but that crossover there, that is so specific. And that's something doable that people can do. And anyone can do it. Creating a morning process for yourself where you wake up in the best way you can so that you're the best you can be through the day. And then an evening process so that you can come down from the day and be gentle with yourselves, let go of any problems that you've had, address any things that you need to address for tomorrow so that you get a good night's rest and then do it all again, do it all again, do it all again. That discipline is profound and it makes a huge difference because the more you don't discipline, the more you don't like good habits have a compounding interest effect, right? Just like money, right? Like, like in the money market, if you put money in and there's compound interest on it over time, that, that's gonna pay off because that money will start making money, which makes money, which makes money, right? That's the whole idea of investing. So if we look at that in terms of investing in yourself, those good discipline practices have the same compound interest effect. They roll on and make better and better and better choices. You become used to it. It becomes a practice. And then you just live your life within that healthy, good space. And you can avoid problems that other people might be having with addiction or thought processes that are negative or, you know, fighting constantly. The world is, is, is the worst and I'm, I, everybody's against me. Mindsets that you can get into. One of the big things I talk about all the time with my clients is the difference between a victim and a champion mindset, right? Victims get attention. Um, and it's something we sometimes learn in our childhood that, you know, when, when there's problems, oh, I get attention from mom and dad, right? When there's problems, I get to have this sort of uh, cozying effect around me. Oh, poor you, poor you, poor you. And I really do not invest in that, particularly with my actors, because there's so much rejection in the industry that I really fight that by saying, no victim mentality, we're going to be champions. And one of the things I say here at my studio is that I create champions. And part of that is exactly what we're talking about, having the discipline to think the right thoughts in the right way at the right time.
And not, that's not to be Pollyanna about it. We still grieve the loss of anything that, you know, a part that you didn't get. Sure, take an afternoon or an evening and feel bad about whatever it is you need to feel bad about, but don't feel bad for three weeks, right? Like give yourself 24 hours to feel bad about whatever it is and then move on and learn what you can learn from it and turn it around. Anytime you can turn negatives into a positive, you're a champion. And that's the whole point. I have this saying, which is make everything make you better. And when I first started working on this, I put it on sticky notes all over my house and in my car and anywhere I, in the fridge. And I just wrote, make everything make you better. And it really changed my life. And I did it because I had so many actors that were in a victim mindset. And I wanted to figure out how can I help them break that and get out of that? So I never coach or say anything that I haven't gone through myself so that I know that what I'm talking about is 100% true. So I did it to myself. And it, I, for six months, I put these sticky notes around and I noticed the quality of my life changed because every problem that came my way, I didn't go down, 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 down. I just would take the problem and say, okay, how can I make this make me better? What is it that I can, even if it's just learning a lesson from it, okay, I learned a lesson from it. And again, with actors, how can I make everything make me better? I didn't get the part. That's okay. Maybe I impressed the casting office. Maybe that director, maybe I'm just not tall enough, or maybe I'm not short enough, or not, or my hair is too blonde or not too blonde. You know, there, there are things that are out of our control, but there are things that we can control. And how we respond to the stimulus is what we can control. So whatever the process is, if you can find a way to say, hey, how can I make this make me better? It may be a difficult lesson that you have to say, okay, well, I won't do that again. But for the most part, when you start thinking that way, and when your first response is, how can I make this make me better? A, you go through the day much, much happier, and you make changes and choices that are going to empower you, not disempower you. And also you find yourself doing it more and more on a regular basis. So it becomes part of your discipline. It becomes part of your mindset. And that mindset of being a champion turns you into a daily champion. It seems like as you were talking about, how do I not make it personal and yet make it personal? And it seems like what pieces to drop off and not attach it to yourself mm -hmm. and what part of it take it as, okay, what, what can I learn from this, from myself to make me a better person? Uh, you could take that piece and make it a personalized. And then the rest of it, it's not personal. You're not going to be fit for all the roles. You're not going to be fit for all the jobs. You're not going to be, you know, they might like one thing about you, but in comparison to 10 other people who are, you know, going for the same job, you might not be it. It might not be about you. It might be about the person who's asking uh, or looking for a particular thing and you're not gonna be that particular person. Whether you're you know, getting a job in any industry or you're you know, auditioning for a role, you might not be it. And so it might not be personal, but then you also put it in, what part of it can I make personal, which is to see what can I learn from this to make me a better person for the next one and the next one. And that's how uh, you look at it and not, pay, not making it personal, it gets you out of the uh, victimized position. 
taking the particular aspect and making it personal where you can get better makes you into the champion aspect as I hear you. Exactly right. And isn't it fun? I mean, it gives you it gives you so much more power, right? We feel so powerless. We feel like the world turns and we don't have any say. And it's actually not true. You know, we can take the negatives and turn them into positives. And it's really doable. And that's what's so amazing for me. And that's, you know, the core of my book is, is about that. And yes, I wrote it for actors, but it fits everyone. And, and, and that's what I think is really clicking with audiences that are reading the book. It's really fun to hear things. Uh, one of my aunts uh, called me and said, hey, this isn't a book about acting. This is a book about life. And I said, thank you so much for getting that because, um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's a book on acting. I don't have anything to do with that. But in reality, there are things that are in the process that actors go through that are really translatable for everyone. Well, let's check into business because this is one of the um, most difficult businesses to get into. And like you said, it has rejection all over it. Right. And you got to get such a thick skin because, um, you know, there isn't an actor that doesn't have to go through auditions, even, you know, A actors and, uh, you know, top, top. Uh, group still go through auditions very minimal roles that are just like oh I really have so and so in my mind so I'm just gonna you know ask them to play this for me most of the actors have to go through auditions um it takes and I take that and say okay well you do have you do that in the business world you know you go into interviews or you present to the board or you you know for um uh, people who want to are all creating apps they're going to go present it to the investors so you could take the same concept of how do i get myself ready to present and face rejections consistently and then what are the you know, what are the steps that I got to do in order to uh, be a successful person in, in this industry, which is, again, rejection is all over it. Like you sit, you get yourself all prepared for one or two people to evaluate you and you're sitting there waiting for the evaluation and it's like, yay, or like, damn. And this is almost every single day. Like you really, really have to prepare uh, to be who you are and create success and face this part of it, which not, not a lot of businesses have to face so much of consistently getting rejected. So what are your uh, teachings on this? How do we get ourselves prepared in a world that you know, is going to reject us consistently, and then we're going to pull through and be the champion to move forward. What are the, the steps? What are the disciplinarian steps to do that? Well, before I answer that question, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something just specific to acting. So what my way of thinking for my actors is, what you want to do is create a, a garden of casting directors across Los Angeles and New York around the world that fall in love with you as an artist. Right. So showing up as your best every time. Right. Show up at your best every single time. Be prepared. Do your homework. Be disciplined. Come in and give them your very best work, because then you can walk away with pride. 
and you know that you gave them a gift from your heart, from yourself, and that you can be proud of yourself for what you did. And that crosses over into the industry, any industry, right? Is if, if you did your best, prepared your best, and brought your best self. So for actors that are out there, it, the name of the game is to get as many casting directors across the country to fall in love with you as an actor so that when the time comes that they need you, they know that you're there and that you're consistently showing up as that great professional. So I tell my clients to show up to every audition at their very, very best. And when they do, maybe they don't get the part. But someone in that room noticed that you, you were a really good actor and you will go into their file of good actors. So when they do need someone that looks or, or stands as tall as you, whatever are your coordinates, whatever, whenever you do fit into that, they're going to call you in because you are consistent and you are professional. So that's the first part of the answer to that is that that's, that gets actors out of thinking that every audition is the, is the end of the world right? You, you get out of the end of the world mentality or the job application. This is the, this is the, I've got to get this job. I've got to get this job. No, when you meet people and you come in, in a very disciplined, focused, professional manner, they're going to respect you and they're going to remember you. And if they need somebody in a different place, who knows what business person will say to another business person, I need somebody that's like this. And they'll say, oh my gosh, I met someone last week that is your person. Right. So when you show up that way, now you asked specifically earlier about the steps. So here's my formula for success. Okay. Discipline plus time equals integrity. Integrity and perseverance equals quality. Quality and opportunity equals success. Now I can break that down for you a little bit if you like, or First, yeah. say it again. Say sure. it again. Sure. Sometimes it takes two, two to three times before like you get it. So say it again and then please break it up. Sure. Discipline plus time equals integrity. Integrity plus perseverance equals quality. And quality plus opportunity equals success. So to break it down for you, if you discipline yourself, over time, that discipline turns into integrity. You are a person of integrity. You're showing up in integrity to yourself and in integrity to the people that you are meeting, right? That integrity plus perseverance, which is you know the, the wherewithal to hang in there and keep going and keep going and keep going. Integrity and perseverance eventually turn you into a quality person. And that quality will not go away. That quality stays as long as you stay in discipline. And then that quality, when it meets opportunity, you're going to have success. Now, you might have to have a couple of opportunities. You might have to hang in there until your, your perfect opportunity comes up. But that's what where success comes from. And I have seen this, Fujian, time and time and time again in Hollywood. Many, many, many times I've seen actors go through this. But if they stick to that formula eventually that opportunity comes. And if they're prepared for that opportunity, if they're in integrity with themselves, if they're in their quality that they've been growing for a long time through their discipline and through the time, then when that opportunity shows up, they're ready for that, that moment and then they have that success. That's beautiful. Something else that just showed up for me as you were talking was diversity. Mm in a couple of different layers. Um, and I'll say it in two different angles. One aspect of diversity is 
how do I, like as an actor, somebody could be um, <clears throat> consistently casted into one particular way and they just don't get out of that way of being. So they kind of get stuck in uh, one role and they keep getting casted in the same role. There are also actors who, um, and people who, um, because of the discipline that they create for themselves, they access different ways of being, um, um, different roles, let's say, different. So, and I, and I cross this with us getting fixated in one, you know, kind of like a mentality. Um, and we keep rehashing and then we have friends who have exactly the same mentality and we keep hearing the same thing over and over again. And then we get kind of like limited in that type of a thought process, a belief systems, or we can open ourselves up into a diverse way of thinking, experiences, um, you know, hanging out with diverse group, uh, different races, different um, sexual orientations, different belief system, different political, different background, different all of that to expand ourselves the same way a good actor expands themselves, you know, in all of these different roles and all of these different genres where they can, they can access so much you know, they do comedy, they do thriller, they do drama, they become a male becomes a female, a female becomes a male, they play, you know, different types of sexual orientations, they play different types of belief systems or people from different countries. And they get a rich experience of that. And I've also watched, you know, actors from different countries who come in and they think sometimes they limit themselves. It's like, oh, they're just going to see me as, you know, a, a person with this accent, with this kind of like look, so I can just play Hispanic roles or, you know, the Middle Eastern roles or whatever. And, and then you see exactly same, you know, people from a, a different background come in and they do this diverse way of working where they're, they're not only casted in that, they are actually opening themselves up and people see them not only as one thing anymore. Can you share a little bit about that? Because we get, I think that the world is becoming so fixated and there's a part, part of the world that keeps trying to open up and create inclusivity. And then there's another group which is like, no, 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 you know, let's just hold on. And I, and, and in your uh, industry, you see that a lot in how to expand or get kind of like restricted. And can you share a bit about that? Sure. I think what I'm hearing from you is a discussion about fear and bravery, right? And I think that that's a crossover for all of us. You know, when people are in a corner, when, when, they, when they are put into a corner of any kind, whether it's financial or um, emotional, we, we get fearful. It's a human element, right? Fear is a very basic human experience. And when people become fearful, they tend to become very close-minded and protective and want to survive. I mean, that's a natural thing to want to do. Our, our brains are here to help us survive. And so when you live in a fear mentality, you're living in a survival mentality only. 
And that is also connects to the victim mentality, right? That I, I'm a victim of life and, and, and this fear is there and it's natural and, and everyone, every one of us feels it. Even the bravest person on the planet and even the most successful people on the planet go through moments of fear every day. And I think what we're talking about right now is how do you take fear and turn it around? Again, the turnaround in your mind of how do I take this negative and turn it into a positive? So when you are cornered and you are feeling fearful, one of the ways to react is to be aggressively protective and say, nope, I'm going to stick to who I am and I'm going to be me and I'm going to do what I've done and there's no diversity here. I'm not going to reach out and I, I am me and I'm those guys are bad guys and I'm against them. Whatever different religion or politic, political view or whatever it is. And I think the problem is, is that that is a fear-based mindset right? As opposed to the open mindset of bravery, which is being brave enough to step up and say, maybe there's another way I can look at this. Maybe I can turn it around and, and make it help make me better again, right? Make everything make me better. How can I take this negative and turn it into a positive? And bravery is the ability to take that courageous step, right? And have the resilience to be courageous and then act that that courageous step is the first part what can i do that is courageous that's going to change the way this situation is and if it has to be that i start with an apology then i'm going to apologize or if it has to be that i'm going to take an action that's going to give some money to help people or to be philanthropic or to to just give your energies towards helping others that is a, a different mindset that immediately changes the brain from being fearful to being helpful and if you can do that, and if you can turn that fear into bravery and, and using that courageous step over and over again is resilience, right? And the resilience is what you're looking for is to be continually courageous. And if you can do that, then you're going to be breaking out of that fear mindset and into the bravery. So Craig, when you work with your actors as a coach, if an actor is going to play a part, that that part does everything that the actor's um, thought process, upbringing, everything was different. Like if somebody's supposed to play a murderer, you know, pathological murderer, and they've got to really, really open themselves to some other perspective where that perspective is against everything they've ever experienced and they have to somehow integrate that. Um, how do you support someone in that type of going across the board, looking at something and then integrating it? Because that to me is the most amount of growth that any human being can have. Everybody, I'm not saying everybody should <laughs> to the other side of the you know a, a mass murderer but i think i'm saying it in an extreme way but the the point is if if i'm experiencing people who are same-minded people they, they have the same it's not that you know it's not that type of a stretch mm -hmm. but when you go through the stretch of having to completely show up as another human being where you thought there's no way, 
how do you support and coach that person to to see another view take it in and bring it into themselves and then be able to act because to me that's a, that's a key where maybe other people can also do that yeah i think you know the truth is the sad truth about humanity is that everyone under any circumstance can do anything and people don't believe it, but when you talk to, you know, the, the horrible events that happen in the world, let's say what's going on in Russia and Ukraine right now, you know, people are capable of horrible behavior. Mass and shootings every week almost. And mass shootings as well, right? And, and there is a psychological value to what we're talking about of people being um, seduced into thinking a certain way, right? And under... Under any, I believe that human beings are capable of doing anything under certain specific situations, right? If you put a person against a certain, in a, in a corner, far enough into the corner, they are going to do something that you, that gives them a way out, right? Whether it's pick up a gun or whether it's say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. So everybody, I think the human element that we all share is that we're all capable of wonderful things and horrible things, right? So we all have that capacity within us. So when you're talking about my actors, I sometimes have to get them to play murderers. And you know, you know, if you had to play a horrible criminal, uh, a mass murderer, that's possible, that's doable by getting in touch with what would make you that person what in your life let's imagine that your family was being taken you know advantage of or your family was being stolen from your parents all of their money was stolen by some horrible person that did some internet scam on them how would you react to that all of your money got taken all of your valuables got taken you lose everything in a fire um, or a political event happens where you are are taken out of your comfort zone you're going to take um, a moment and you're going to react in a way that is really strong. You're going to, you're going to be reacting in a, in a manner that's really strong, exactly in the same way that if someone does something kind to you, you're going to be reacting. So I think that there's a value here that we're talking about that is we are capable of doing anything. So we're, what we do with acting is we look into our past and see if there's any moments in our past where we were capable of doing something. Now, all I have to do is say to you, um, let's, say, let's say spiders or mice or rats in your home. And I know that you would go to town to get rid of them and exterminate them, right? So that's one example of what we as human beings would do. If there was a big spider, well, we'd try to kill it or catch it, right? And if we had a rat problem or a mouse problem, you know, we don't want rodents in the house. So that's just a small example. But if you take that example and turn it into someone like an Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler looked at Jewish people that way. And that's his mindset was that that was the problem. And that's what's so horrible is that, you know, this happens all over the world and all every day people are looking at people in that mindset. And so actors can find that truth in themselves. Now you can find it in the past, you can find it in the present, you could find anger, something that you're very angry about right now, and, and that you could be violently angry about right now. Or if neither of those work, then we go into our imagination.
And if you have, if you work on your imagination and you have a vivid imagination, you can create a, create a scenario in your head that will get you emotionally very worked up and will work you up into the emotion that your character is playing, then you can play right into that and just give your emotions over to the character that you're playing, pick up the script and run with it from there. So that's how we do it. We go back into our past or present or imagination, find that truth that is in alignment with the character that we're playing, give our truth over to the character and then play it from that truth. Beautiful. You share that um, college courses necessarily don't provide us um, with um, tools, let's mm -hmm. say, like a strong mm -hmm. business tools, start, strong mindset, um, what are some of the topics and aspects that you sh you want people or you want to be in the curriculum of life needs to be taught? One of them, as I hear you, is definitely discipline. Definitely. <laughs> discipline, integrity, you know, integrity to yourself. I think that that's something that could be really worked on because I think that most people are raised by, you know, the idea that we have to make our parents happy. And we have to make our friends happy and we have to make our teachers happy and we have to make our, you know, all the people around us, we have to make our bosses happy. But your integrity is more important than anything else. Living in integrity to your moral code is really important. And knowing what your moral code is, is important. So asking yourself the questions that, you know, make good business, you know, like creating a mission statement, right? Or a purpose statement, or asking yourself the big why, why is this my business? Why am I going into this industry? Those things, and, and another one, a big one is crisis management. How do you handle a crisis? You know, most people try to avoid crisis at all costs right? I tell my, my clients to be ready for crisis, be prepared. You know, we're all going to get hit by arrows every day, right? And sometimes it's just a small arrow. Sometimes you just dropped your cell phone and cracked the front glass of it, right? That's a minor arrow, but it's a pain, right? And then other times there's a major crisis that goes on. There's financial problems or the loss of a loved one. But if you don't have a plan to how you react to crisis, then you're also going to be in a place where crisis is going to blow you around wherever it does in the wind. But if you have a crisis management plan, then you've got something ready to go so that you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what's going on? Who's hurt? Is it me? Is it personal? Is this not personal? Is it my artist that's hurt? Is it my personality that's hurt? Is it my family that's hurt? Or is this just my ego getting worked up? And can I just let my ego go and allow myself to feel my feelings and feel hurt, but then also be able to turn it around? So those kind of things, the disciplines, the, the mission statements of, of, you know, the purpose statements of your life of, of why am I doing this? What do I want to create? And how, how do I want my life to be? Absolutely. Craig Archibald, everyone, get the book, The Actor is the Mindset acting as a craft, a discipline, and business, and mindset of life. Craig, anything we haven't shared that you really want everybody to know? Sure. I think there's a good story to finish off with here. Um, one of my clients was having a difficult day, time in Hollywood. You know, really handsome guy, very good actor, but he just couldn't get a break. And he just couldn't seem to, it was just all walls around him. And we went out for a lunch to discuss. 
And he was just venting and just really feeling awful about everything and so disappointed that all of his hard work wasn't paying off. And I searched in my head, I thought, how can I help him? And suddenly I, was, I saw this vision of a sideways corkscrew. And I saw that it went up and it went down, but it was always moving forward. And so I mentioned that to my client. I said, hey, life is like a sideways corkscrew. You go up and you go down, but you're always moving forward. Don't forget that. You're always moving forward. And yes, life is going to throw you obstacles and you're going to be down, but then life is going to throw you joys and you're going to be up. And that's just life. It's secular, right? Everything in the world is round, right? The globe is round. The sun is round. The moon is round. Our cells are round. Everything is round. So if everything is secular, be prepared for that. And when you're up and you're happy, that's great. But also don't forget that sometimes you're going to come back down. And when you're down, don't forget that you're going to be coming back up again. So it's always moving forward is the idea behind that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Everyone get the book, The Actor's Mindset from Craig Archibald. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. Thank you, Fujian. This has been so special. Thank you. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. Until next week, bye-bye.